This is uh, Max Martin. Yeah, because, uh, well, I don't know. I guess we shouldn't. We should, we should, I should have, like, two different names for French and English. That's not, I think it sounds a little hippier to just say Max than Maxim. Anyway, and with, of course, Eric Gags, as we call him, Gagne, that you know very well. You're still uh, trying to figure out who I am. But like I said last week, Wikipedia. That's all I can say. Wikipedia. Just, uh, just, just you know, I, I told you I was last week. Now it's for you to, like, you know, to make an effort. I made the first step. You got to make that first step back. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? How's I'm doing everything? pretty good. Yeah, life is good. Thanks for uh, La Poche Bleu, who's producing the show uh, along with us. And uh, if you want to follow us on uh, social media, we're just going to show you right away uh, where to do it. Um, if it's uh, pretty quiet on our pages, it's because uh, Gags and I are uh, pretty much uh, behind in getting involved in our own project. Yes, mea culpa, as they say in French. But uh, look, we made a promise to each other that like, this week, you know, let's get the, the fire going and just uh, use, you know, use these platforms to express some opinions, some thoughts, some souvenirs on your part, some predictions, some quiz. We're actually going to do um, a bit of a quiz. It's always fun, man, to see your knowledge of, of the game and uh, of, of the past. And uh, so, uh, hey, welcome among us. Uh, feel free to write to us also because we're live right now as, as I speak. Uh, if you have questions, if you want to, you know, if you have questions for a guest today, uh, no qu- Look, man, the guest, Russell Martin. Wow. Huh? The man. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend, Russ. I mean, a friend of mine. Amazing yeah. friend. Not just friend. Well, is it going to be what you guys are going to be neighbor? For those who don't know, I went to see uh, Eric in uh, in um, Scottsdale, what, about, like three weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with ABC. Yeah, and you t- and you show me around like uh, your neighborhood. It was like, oh, uh, Charles Barkley lives around here, and uh, and Dante Bichette lives right here, and that's, and David Price lives. There. I was like, okay, I get the point. I get the point. Okay, it's it's a rich neighborhood. Okay, just you know, and uh, and of course Ross is going to be uh, soon to be your neighbor, I guess. Yeah, Ross the golfer. Ross he's the golfer. He's a golfer now. Let's put it out there. And he's, he's intense. We'll talk oh, about right. it with him later on, but uh, it's, it's his next goal. Like I, I, I don't know him as well as you do, but what I know of him is like if he sets his mind to something, nothing else counts. Boy, he's got to face a athlete. family man, but you know, he's an athlete. He's gonna figure it out. He has figured it out actually. Yeah, he went from shooting in the nineties to like like low seventies in like six months. So can I say? Well, it's ten o'clock, so I can say it. Fuck him. But uh, I said it. I'm sorry. Look, man, I've been playing golf for I've been golfing for I don't know how long. I have a hard time breaking ninety five. You know, so and then six months he goes you, like. You think you can break ninety five? My, my life. Look, I've 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 only played one I round. I can't wait. I can't wait. We'll get me, you, and Russell. will go. Out there. <laughs> no. Yeah. Right. So I can run to my shrink after to rebuild my confidence in life in general. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. You know. What's that? What happened to you? <laughs> I play golf. Eric and Russell, and now I just feel like shit. And uh, <laughs> yeah. my my goal is to break 85 once in my life. That's the that would be my uh, my ideal goal. And 85 without kicking the ball, you know, in a fairway, like, you know, you're like, what, one kick per hole? Real golf rule. Exactly. Real golf rule. Hey, before uh, before Ross uh, joins us, uh, let's go around the league uh, real quickly. Um, we could go around the standings r- rapidly. Uh, we talked it on the French side, you know. I mean, obviously, the division to watch this year in baseball, American League East, man. This is going to be – the whole show is happening there as far as I'm concerned, you know. We, and we know why, you know. You know Yankees payroll. Now, you know, the Blue Jays payroll, you know. And uh, I don't know what's going on with the Red Sox. 
I mean, if the day they decide to spend money, they'll do it. But I mean, it's a mix of a bunch of I don't know, just uh, young core, okay veterans. But I mean, they're, they're both 500. But man, the Rays and the Orioles. I just love those stories, man. Two of the lowest payrolls. Well, the Orioles are okay, but I mean, the Rays. We know what the, the Rays are all about. On top of the division, that's what I love yeah. to see. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's it's a great division. It's going to be. I mean, there's no way Baltimore will be there. But it's what do you mean? There's sport. no way. What do you mean? There's no chance. They were, I mean, they almost okay. made the playoffs last year. Oh, my gosh. Not in that division. Not with the. <laughs> that, I mean, that, you look at the last places, the Yankees or Boston, whatever it is. It's like it's not It's not realistic. No, not I know that. But, uh, okay, well, <laughs> you know what? Okay, our, our podcast is every two weeks. So next time I'm going to be on, like around uh, June 5th, which will be on Sunday. I'll, I'll say it right away because on June 6th, uh, I got a show. Sorry. and uh, But um, if the Orioles are still, like, with, within reach, we'll have to get, we'll have to get a, a, a bet going. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Do, we'll do it. They will, man. The, the, the core I'll is there. You, that you don't break 100. If you do break 100, Baltimore <laughs> makes the playoffs. <laughs> oh, imagine, man, really? I got, you know, 25 baseball players are just mad at me because I can't, you know, I can't straighten out my, my you know. Anyway. It's okay. Um, I don't uh, – let's not waste any time speaking about the Santos in, in uh, either leagues. They're just uh, – thanks for partic- participating. Well, the, the cards are making somewhat of a nice little comeback. Well, they're becoming the cards. The cards always make an interest every year, so uh, let's see what happens. Um, Brewers, I don't know, too many injuries. And uh, I don't know what's going on with that team right now. It's not – the chemistry doesn't feel the same as it was in the last couple of years. And the American League Central, well – what do you think, man? Really? Well, Central, I don't know. I mean, it's it's a tough one. I don't. I mean, nobody wants to win it. It's nope. weird. You got the Twins are Twins are good. I mean, the Twins yeah. are good. Tigers, I don't believe in that. But you're looking at their record. I mean, the win the, the number one is five hundred five thirty two percent one percent. I know so that's not that's not going to last very long. So, I mean, you're the Guardians. I think will be good. I mean, you got Tito Francona there. Always finds a way to get the the best out of these guys. The White Sox. I mean, that's just—I don't know what's yeah. going on there. I mean, they—they they got they're rebuilding. Good, they got good names. Uh, yeah, they're rebuilding, but they got big names. I mean, they—they have a lot of good talent. Just can't figure it out. They can't put it together. But I mean, the Guardians, I think I like. The Twins are good, and the Royals—I don't think that's going to be. A that's also a sad story, man. What the hell's going on with Bobby yeah. Witt Jr.? I mean, Jesus Christ, this guy was a like, can't-miss prospect. I mean, he's still young. We'll give him time, you know. But I mean, oh, yeah. and I'm speaking out of frustration because I'm in five Is he on different. Your... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got five. Passing money? I'm, I'm, no, not money. But I mean, I'm I'm in five uh, different fantasy right. leagues, and I got him on four teams. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I refuse trades to uh, anyway. And um, it'll be good. Exactly. It'll be good in a while. It's ba- it's baseball. It takes four, five, yeah. six years almost to figure it out. We talked about it like a twenty seven twenty seven year old. That's kind of where you figure it out. You know who you are and. This kid's good. He's going to be yeah. good. Well, actually, we're going to talk about the – maybe, I don't know if we'll have time today, but otherwise we'll talk about that next week. Uh, mm-hmm. But I love the way – I love all these stories about these guys in their late 20s, pitchers and hitters, you know, just a rooker in in, in, uh, in uh, Oakland, uh, Fraley, mm-hmm. Fraley in uh, in Cincinnati. I'm not wearing the shirt for that. I'm wearing the shirt because it matches my shoes today. I got red running shoes. I figured I'd put a red jersey on. So, yeah, it, plus – for some reason, I'm really red. I, ho- I hope it's the lighting. Otherwise, I might be like minutes away from a heart attack. I think uh, I, t- I look like I- I've got high blood pressure. What are you drinking there? What yeah, is I'm, that I'm drinking, drinking bubbly. Drink? Michael Bubbly. That's what I'm drinking. Oh, there you go. Yeah, maybe, right. I'm, maybe I'm allergic to bubbly. I don't know. <laughs> but um, And uh, quickly to the uh, two West divisions. 
Uh, I'm not going to spend too much time on the uh, National League because uh, I'll give I'll give your your Dodgers, your beloved Dodgers. Yeah, we already got a winner, so yeah. don't even play the rest no. of the season. Save yourself. They're going to win. I don't see why. But I mean, the Diamondbacks will make it interesting, interesting, but they're so young that, you know, we know what happens with, uh, with – even if they make moves for a veteran at the trade, that, at trade deadline, I don't think it'll make that big of a difference. It's, it's a nice improvement. It's nice to see. It's nice to see the core of young players, Carroll and company and stuff. Um, and uh, But, man, I just – Can I say it? I love to see San Diego struggling because you know what? You can buy a team, but you can't buy fucking chemistry. So, you know, all right, there you go. They so. will be good. They'll be there. I think they're going to be there. Padres, I think, are going to be second place. I mean, they're going to give a run to the Dodgers. The Dodgers are, you know, really? they're amazing. They know how to win. They're, they're just, amazing. Talked about it. They know how to win. They figure it out. They play as a group. Yeah. The Padres are not there yet. It's, you know, they still got a. They still got some growing up to do as a group, but the Dodgers have done that. So I think the Dodgers can be hard to beat. But Padres, I wouldn't sleep on them. I think they're going to get. I think they're going to get, get hot. They're going to get fired. The last ten, they're two and eight. So I mean, they're going to win. Yeah. It's, well, it's, I mean, what, what helps that division is like you know the, the Rockies. The Rockies are like that. You know that make yeah. make make you feel good team. You know, it's like it's like when you go home when you feel sad and your mom gives you a hug and you become like you know. Old, That's what the Rockies are all about. Come and play us. You'll, you know, you'll kick our ass, and then you can just build confidence from there and just have fun and stuff. And in American West, I love, uh, I love. I know you're, you've become a fan. Well, you've played for them, so you're partly a fan, I guess, of the Rangers. And yeah, I like Rangers. to see them on top too, because it's different than seeing the Astros year after year. People thought the Astros were going to be dead. Uh, they almost pronounced them dead a couple of weeks ago. Nine and one in the last ten games. Uh, I think that's also interesting. Angels, I don't know. This is the year they have to make a move because you know. All the rumors or the whispers are like, you know, if, uh, if by, you know, if they don't make the playoffs this year, bye-bye Otani. So, if they don't uh, find a billion dollar for Otani, they're done. So. How much do you think he's going to sign for? What's, what, what's your prediction on You're that? You're asking me how much he's going to sign or his real value. I mean, that's just, I think. Let's I talk. mean, <laughs> I think he's going to sign over $600 million. I mean, he's got another. For how many years? For like 10 years? Well, whatever. I mean, that. For 10 years, well, no, not years, whatever. whatever. That's pretty important. Matter. I can say, I, I can sign I for know, 600. I get it. I, okay. I think he's worth a billion dollars. He's a billion dollar player. I think so. I think he generates that much, but you know, it's not, I don't think it's going to happen. Okay, it's not what year. he's worth as much as a player, but as, as, as what he brings to the organization, to the, to, to, to the exposure, league. Exposure to the league. I mean, if you really put down, I mean, people are watching Otani pitch. They watch him hit. They look, he's a phenomenal. You'll never see anything like that again. I mean, Unless a guy is a switch hitter and he throws from both sides and he wins a Cy Young and he wins a triple crown. All right, now I mean, you're that's putting the, the next thing. It's, it's insane. So what you're saying is unless a freak or you, or a mutant becomes a baseball player. Which I think that's what he is. <laughs> it's amazing to watch, man. Yeah, and honestly, from everything I hear, you know, it's not just one thing to be a good player, but to be like a great guy off the field. I mean, you know, or in the clubhouse. I mean, I love the story. I just love it. And, and you know, if Verlander and Scherzer and all these guys are going to be getting like, you know, $40 million dollars for a year to pitch every five days, mm -hmm. which in my mind, I, I'm going to say it like quickly. I just find it totally ridiculous that any pitcher in a league will make more, makes more money than an everyday player. That's the beginning at the end well, of my editorial. We'll talk about it later. Control, but the, well, you're controlling every five days. You control your win. It's basically just a win. It's how much does a win cost you, or how much a win you want to. You're willing to pay for a win. Same thing. One at bat doesn't make you a win, but a one good start gives you a win. Usually, yeah. I mean, a quality start. But the thing with Otani is he does both. So actually, when you think about it, if you're going to give forty million dollars mm -hmm. to a pitcher and like you know thirty or thirty thirty-five to a header, they should combine both. Mm -hmm. You know. So I wouldn't be surprised I mean, if he signed least, for 60 maybe million. Maybe not combine. 
I would. I mean, that's what he's worth. He's worth at least fifty per, at least. I mean, and just the exposure he's given. Uh, yeah. He's given the league just to start the league, and then each team. I mean, every time you go somewhere, he's the guy you want to watch. He's the guy like we talked about the Tony and Trout that bat at the WBC. He's he's it. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. And it's you know, Trout is not, Trout is in his shadow. Trout's the best player on earth. Three years ago, now he's in the shadow of Otani. That's it's pretty impressive. Well, shadow is a big word. I mean, it's not like you know, oh. it's not like people are like, "Hey, where's Mike?" You know, and then we, but uh, <laughs> and he also got injured. Here's a question: If Otano leaves, if and if and if you're Trout, do you ask for a trade? I mean, yeah, it's got to be hard. It's got to be hard. I think so. I mean, I would ask for it. I mean, why not? But I think Trout is he's one of those guys that really, you know, you look the way the way he handled himself. I think he's a winner. I think he's a guy that wants to win no matter what. He's not gonna I don't think he would ask for a trade, no, but it's I think much of a nice guy. I think he just wants to win. And I think that's the thing. When you've done everything, you've made all that money, you want to win. I mean, I got you know, I got my World Series ring. It's it's special. It makes I know. Really every time everything. you have a chance to mention it, you do. I'll give you that. It's every right time there you get somewhere. a chance. I don't know where, but it's somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah, behind the other trophies that you show me every time we talk. But, uh, but to be honest, honestly, I mean, Mike Trout's probably got like, you know, maybe, what, he's in his early 30s? Is he? Yeah, I think he's about, about 30, 31, I 30. Know. I think he's, I don't yeah. know. Anyway, so he's got at least been, you know, if he stays healthy, this guy can play like, uh, you know, he's such a build-up yeah. athlete. Probably, what, 10 years yeah. or something? If Mike Trout never makes the playoffs in his whole career, that would be – I, I, I can't picture myself not seeing Mike Trout in the World Series at one point in my life. I mean, it's just it's a you crime. Know. I mean, it would be a crime. I of mean, course. just for for Major League Baseball not to be able to put Trout in the playoffs or in the World Series, it's just, it's hard. It's hard to believe that, you know, with these two guys that you know you can't buy, you can't buy a championship, obviously, and we no. see it right there. You got the two best players. That's why baseball is such a beautiful game. You need every single part of the you know the team to you know to click, and I think that's that's the difference. That's yeah. the difference right there. Well, I think there's just a couple of veterans away, maybe a couple of prospects away. I mean, they're not like they're They've playing been well this year. Five years. Been the same this for a long time. I know. I'm just trying to like you know make feel. <laughs> I just want Mike to hear me. I want Mike to hear I, me and feel a little better about what's going on and stuff. And, the Rangers are taking over. I think the Rangers are on their way to be really really good for a long time. I think. I mean, if they get their pitching staff in order, their younger guys. Because yeah. I was there a little bit, so I'm a little. I got a little bit of an inside yeah. scoop on these guys. I mean, the pitching inside is or what we call biased. Biased, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, whatever. <laughs> no, I think. I mean, they they spend a lot of money, so they better win. They spend a lot yeah. of money. They got really good core players. They got some young kids coming up, and then they got Young, and then they got Tavares. All these guys add to Simeon, yeah. and, uh, Seager. You guys, it's it's a good team. It's, it's a good, good hitting team. They always hit. Yeah, I yeah. mean, obviously, you know, the first number one on their list is basically just improving the bullpen, getting a real closer. Uh, they tried to clear it didn't work out. Uh, so um, I forget. Well, geez, I'm hosting a baseball podcast, and now I got a blank on the new uh, closer. If someone's watching right now, can you please? Tell me what the name I'm trying to think of who's now the new closer in Texas. But anyway, they're gonna need they're gonna need huge major well huge. They're gonna need major a lot of help on the on the bullpen if they want to make it all the way uh, to, to to the end to the to, to the World Series. Um, but I like of course, I mean if you're gonna spend that much money, you're expecting results and they're getting them, unlike the Padres. Oh, I said it again. Yeah. Wow. All year Padres. Come on. Come on. Come on. You know. I love San Diego. It's a great city. It's a great so. city. It's I a shitty team. What well, can I say? It's not my fault they're playing it's like crap, not, you know? It's not a shitty team. It's a good team that hasn't won yet. <laughs> You're so kind. See what? You're, what do you see, got on that? You what? What, do you got, what do you got about Oakland? Going to Vegas. How about that? That's going to be interesting. Well, you know, every time every time a team is rumored to move, and I know, you know, four or five years ago, Montreal would have been on the list, and I, you know, 
four or five years ago would be uh, would be like uh, Will Smith. Thank you. All right, Will Smith's the closer in the uh, in the for for the Rangers, the old closer from the from the Braves. But he's not going to stay there that long either because his stats are up and down. So they need they, they need to go after a real time closer. Someone they need they need you. Then you they need they need. They we'll need talk about it later. I got the guy. That's a late. We're going to talk about who they're going to get. All I'll right, fine. I'll tell right. you later. We'll talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, I was going to ask you one more question. I forgot. I forgot to take my medication. So that's why it shows. So please try to follow me. And uh, we're talking about the anyway. All right, but take, to, next time, take the time release one, guys. Come on, take, time release. Yes, time release. I will. I will. I will. I will. No, because I also wanted to talk about like you know when you turn on money like uh, like Juan Soto did. But you know what? Yeah. That gives mm-hmm. us like a lead into the next podcast a couple of weeks from now. So. That's, kind of a tease let's put it that way it's just like it's, it's not a tease it's just a way to say that i just ran out of time and uh i forgot mm-hmm. to look at the clock because we have our first guest standing by and uh man please welcome mr russell martin all right this is game on it says it been game on and glad to have you uh with us uh, russ and um before we because i know i'm gonna sp- i'm gonna spar i'm gonna talk for like a few minutes and then i know i'm gonna lose control of this because you guys known each other know each other so well that uh, i'll be probably speaking again in about half an hour or so but i want to <laughs> tell the people listening to us what i think is one of the funniest story and and you know i'm a comedian and I think it still beats some of the stories I have with some of my friends, you know, uh, in, in comedy clubs. But um, for the people who don't know, when uh, when we talked about having the the podcast, uh, Eric Gags came up with the idea, called me, said, "Hey, let's have a podcast." What do you think? And he goes, "I think we should do it with Russell Martin." I said, "Man, it's a great idea. Why not? Man, same name. I can't say no." Yeah. And uh, so we have a Zoom between the three of us, and like Eric's like, "Okay, like, you know, let's talk about the social side. You know, let's be different. You know, everybody's talking about like you know stats and this and that." And I'm, Obviously, we don't have a choice but to like talk about it sometimes. But let's go with the social aspect of the game. Yeah, you're right. You know, let's let's be more about opinions and like you know, and and, and no crap, like like no filter. Let's say what we think. And then and then and the first thing Russ says, the first thing, hey, if we do a podcast, can I say fuck? And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, fuck yeah, right, we're in business. <laughs> of course, the podcast. I'm not uh, sorry. I just thought it was hilarious that it was your first question. How you doing, buddy? Good, good. How are you guys? Man, we're doing great. Uh, I'm a little pissed off at you because I don't know. I don't know how. How did you take 20 strokes off your golf game in like six months? Just a lot of a lot of reps, like calluses on my hands and stuff. It's just it, there's no secret to it. I mean, it's just. I mean, it's kind. It's kind of like anything in life. You, you just you got to put the time into it. And it's not like I, I just magically got better quickly. And, and it was just the game came easy to me. I just practiced a lot because I have a lot of time because I don't have a job. Okay. So you 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 you're not you know you're not in a locker room, right? So you don't have to give me like the standard answer that you know. If I'm, I, <laughs> dude, I, okay, there's three three letters O C D. That's it. exactly. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, no doubt, hundred percent. I just get obsessed. I get obsessed with wanting to get better, and you know I just don't accept not being good at something. And I'm still not good yet. But I, I, de- I definitely got better, you know, in, in, in a short period of time. But that short period of time, I probably played as much golf as somebody that's played for 15, 20 years. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I've t- taken a lot of swings. Plus, I have pretty good feel for, like, what my body's doing while I'm, while I'm swinging, you know, just from all the years of, you know, playing baseball and, and, and yeah. swinging. You know, you just, you just Obviously. You have a feel for, for what you're doing, right? Yeah. And I so, it. 
talk about golf, man. I, I know I, we can talk about golf all night. That's uh, that's why, that's why I love it. I'm, I'm glad you're moving here, buddy. That's awesome. And like, what's so when you I'm stop playing baseball, you. or right? <laughs> exactly. You're bored now. You say you don't work. You got three beautiful kids. Where I was the manny for a little bit. Amazing kids, by the way. Congratulations. Appreciate uh, it. So you playing baseball your whole life. Now we're talking about golf. What's the why are you so good at golf? What do you think the difference? Like you're a catcher, you run the game and everything else. Mentally, what's the what's the like? What is it like baseball and golf? What's the, the what does it relate? What's the difference what's between the, similarities? the two? Correlates. Um, I think mentally, mentally, I feel like golf is is tougher. Um, just just the fact that you take one swing, and it's not like in baseball where let's say you get two strikeouts. You can get another at bat in the bottom of the ninth and 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 hit a game winning hit and then you're the hero. Uh, in golf, you, you can you can be you know one bad one bad swing from just completely ruining your round, you know. And, and um, you know it's it's definitely different in that sense. But I guess the biggest similarity I find in, in, in golf and baseball it's more between like pitchers and their ability to kind of repeat their mechanics and, and repeat whether they're throwing a, you know a fastball, a slider, a curveball, or whatever. Um, you have to repeat that same delivery, that same mechanic. And I feel like that's why pitchers are, are good golfers because they, they kind of have that kind of drilled into their, into their mind. And it's, it's, it's the ability to repeat, you know, a mechanic over and over again. And that's what golf is. It's just having, you know, like that one smoothness of the swing, the timing of it. Um, and, and, and as a hitter, you know, you, I can swing something hard and a lot of hitter, hitters can generate power, but, you know, mechanically speaking, you know, hitting is more about getting on time and, and it's, it, golf is more about mechanics and, 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 you know, repeating that same mechanic over and over again. So I don't know, they're, 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 they're similar, but they're different. Uh, yeah, but, it's very clear. I mean, <laughs> and the, reason why, me. the reason why pitchers are better than you guys, y'all, the rest of the non-athletes, <laughs> It's because we pitch every five days, so yeah. So you have four <laughs> days to practice. Exactly, that's the yeah, the advantage. It's like cheating on a final exam. That's what it is, man. What's the goal, pro am? I don't know. What the, what's the goal of it with, with, behind this? The goal, ah, man. I, I think. I mean, just I, I have so much respect for for the guys who are pros and and they've been doing it for a long time. There's definitely a gap between like even a good amateur and and even like you know, a pro who's not even at the PGA, who's at, you know, at, at the Latin America tour or Canadian tour, those guys are really, really, really good. They can go low at any given time, you know, and, and, and if I play, you know, just under 80, I'm happy. So there's a gap there. You know what I mean? There's yeah, like yeah. 64 and then somebody that's happy to shoot under 80. There's, you know, it's a big so I know as a catcher, when we talk about catching your psychologist, basically, you got to talk to the pitchers and whatever to throw them balls or whatever. When you go up to him, you got your own little spill. You're going to tell him as a golfer, what would you tell yourself? You're like, all right, talk, take your time, talk to yourself. What would be the conversation you have with yourself when you're like, Hey, I love swing it. slower. Think about this. Think about what is your conversation? I know because we, every single shot, we're thinking about something and the, the mindset changes all the time, the tempo and all that. What would you tell yourself? I mean, I'm good for like one or two bad shots in a row. After two bad shots, I'm the one that needs help. 
That's when the word fuck comes to. It's, it's pretty helpful, man. It's 100%. stress release. Get your 100%. mind released. And, just, uh, and I have to like look around and like there's there's like elderly ladies and they're probably just shaking their heads like, look at this guy fucking swearing and shit. <laughs> Anyways, but uh, no, man, golf is. Uh, no, you, yeah, golf is great, man. I love it. Hey, let's talk about a bit of baseball because, I mean, obviously what I'm thinking, what I just realized, we're actually we're pretty much modeling a guest for the, the golf podcast that they have here on the, on La Poche Bleu. So before they steal them from us within a few seconds. <laughs> man, you know what? Last week, Blue Jays-Yankees. How did the rivalry between the Jays and the Yankees become more exciting, more, I don't know, than the one between the Red Sox and uh, and, and the Yanks? I mean, I, I honestly think Yanks-Boston is now second to Toronto-Yankees. I mean, there's a lot of hatred between those two teams, man. They just want to punch each other in the face. It's a good question. I don't know. It wasn't that bad when you when you were playing. It was still Boston, uh, Boston, Boston, uh, New York. But I mean, now I, I feel like the because the division is so good. There's just everybody's fighting. Everybody's fighting all the time. There, there's really no like everybody's playing above 500 baseball. So like everybody knows they're good, and and, and there's whatever city you're going into, it's it's you know it's going to be tough, and. Um, and Toronto's kind of like it has like a young, exciting team, and and they have guys like Alec Manoa who who aren't, aren't afraid to you know strike a guy out and tell him to go sit down. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of attitude they have, and that kind yeah. of like you know, and, and guys on the other side don't like that. You know, whether it's a you know whether you're for playing for the Yankees or Boston or whatever, but you know, like like they say, if you don't like it, play better. You know, yeah. If, oh, you're not happy with the way they fucking talking shit after he strikes you out. Well, you know, mix in a hit or something, and then you know, then you can just do whatever you want. Bat flip it, well, you a, know, eight feet in the air. It's a little bit. It's a little bit like the Dodgers and the Dodgers and Padres of rivalry. Is this real? Like, is it the real rivalry? Well, I don't know if it's real. I know that the Padres want to beat the Dodgers all the time. I think the Yankees are the team to beat just because they're Yankees. Everybody hates the Yankees. It's just, you know, it's the way it is. Everybody's got to hate the Yankees. Boston Yankees, I think it's, you know, you got you got the big bad guys of Dynasty and you got the old blue-collar team. I think it's a little bit like that, but it's kind of cool to see the Blue Jays and Yankees. It's kind of cool to see just any rivalries. I mean, we're a part of it against the, the, the Giants. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And it's... It's but I mean, really, the one that, really... between the Yankees and Toronto, you feel like every game there might be a bench clearing brawl. I mean, it's you can sense the edge, man. You played for both teams. Um, I saw you in Toronto, man, and 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 I, I, those were really exciting years for the Blue Jays. Um, I was there when you guys beat the uh, Texas Rangers to be in the National League uh, Finals. Man, I was just uh, quite a bit. But and and it's obviously two different, well, not cultures, but I mean, because I mean, I think the Blue Jays are now starting to learn to win. I mean, we did, you know, I said we, oh my God, man, that how chauvinistic uh, in the early nineties, you know, with the back to back World Series. But I mean, and of course, we know the tradition of the Yankees. As a player, how how would you compare the two the two uh, the two cultures of the teams between the Blue Jays and the Yankees and, and the Yankees? Yeah, I mean, one. You know, so like the Yankees have a, a, a rich history history of winning. You know, a ton of ton of championships. Yeah. Um, and you're reminded every year of how many championships they won. As of you know, as soon as you get to spring training, that's the first thing to remind you of. It's, yeah. The, one of the differences is just like the fan base. The fan base has this, like they expect to to mm -hmm. to win a championship every year, and, and 
honestly, it's so hard. And, and I'm not saying it, it was easier back in the day. Well, it probably was a little bit easier. Um, but now there's just more parity in the league. And more teams, obviously. So. And there's more teams. And the overall players are just better. You know, players are like players that are coming up are more prepared than ever. Um, you know, the coaching's better. Their training's better. They're eating better. The, the science is better. The data is better. You know what I mean? And so they, like there's a quick evolution and and um and just how good players are and you, you didn't really see many good young players or not even close to as many as we see now and and, and we're definitely seeing that nowadays that's funny because you um, sound like you retired 20 you know 30 years ago but it's, it hasn't been that long <laughs> the league has changed that much between your last year of playing oh, and today oh my god so much so much i mean it used to be like you were you were licking your chops if you were getting to the bullpen because in, in the mid innings, because you, you probably had like an 88 mile an hour guy, maybe 88 to 92 with a little bit of sink and like maybe a slider to go with it. Now it's just everybody's throwing petrol and, and just like <laughs> they, they know exactly like they know exactly what to work on. You know, if something's not working right, they, they know exactly, you know, what pitch gets them the most spin rate. So it's going to have like the nastiest latest movement or which which pitch is kind of blending in with their fastball. So, you know, they can. They, they can tunnel pitches and stuff, and um, man, it's 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 it was it was tough to hit back then, and it looks like it's tougher to hit now. But guys are still finding a way, man. It's it's unbelievable. Hey Russ, I get. I mean, I remember when I walked in with the Dodgers. The Dodgers is dynasty, like you're talking about, and the Yankees. I mean, when you walk in that clubhouse, when I remember walking in, I had Dryford, I had Kevin Brown, all these big names making 15, 20 million back in the days was a lot of money. Now you're basically a bench player, but I think. I mean, walking in that clubhouse, you got Jeters of the world, all these guys. How crazy was that? Just how surreal yeah. was it just to walk in? You're like, man, these guys, like these guys, are like are gods of baseball. I mean, a yeah. cheater, you walk in, you're like, you don't want to, you don't want to say the wrong words to him. He's perfect. The captain, man. The captain. Yeah. Man. I mean, how does it feel like? Just because I know you played in L.A., but it's not. I don't think it's the uh, same. I mean, but I'm, 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 I just want to add on to this too. Also, tell me that you were just a bit like awestruck when you saw Jeter. Where there was like that pause of like, man. The first time, for sure. Walking in that clubhouse in spring training, and then you like, you know, you you see a guy that was it 96 was kind of like the first time. In 96, I was probably in my first year of high school or whatever, right? So, um, and, um, yeah, you know, I'll walk in and it's like, it's, it's Derek Jeter. Like, he's, he's in commercials. He's been, I don't know how many championships he's won. It's like the guy's going to get the 3,000 hits and, And he's just, he's like a cool, he was like a big brother, you know, right? Like right away. He's really? One of those cool dudes, yeah. And, and he's a, as advertised, man. He, he's he's a great teammate. Um, you know, he, he's he's just consistent every day, like same attitude, same routine. Um, what a, like a, like a true, true prof professional, right? Like, um, well, the great ones do that. They stick to the routines and try to improve it every day. They know what works, and it just don't stop. And they try to be an example for the other guys. You know, like I'm, I'm sure it was pretty. What, it, it like sounds it, it sounds super simple. I'll give you an example of something super remarkable. He he swung the same bat, like the same model, throughout his whole career. Like, I don't know if you know how, like how crazy that is. Like if you if you go through like a a spell, of, let's say six games where you're not hitting well, like. Like, I'm changing that bat, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm grabbing somebody. I'm grabbing somebody else's bat. I'm taking yeah. off the bat and gloves. Like, I'm doing something different. And he would just never deviate. He he just had this just mentality of like, you know, it's not the bat. 
like like obviously i'm good i'm good and i'm gonna like the, the way i've been doing it's working it's gonna keep working and, and he just had all he had like this this unbelievable trust and like the process um and that's why he, i think so that's why he's so great and then you get to the Blue Jays and you get to play that role too because you were like one of the leaders when you got to Toronto too. And that was great, man. And, and Toronto, that was – so like I went from Pittsburgh to Toronto and it was kind of the same thing. Pittsburgh was it was a team that really wasn't winning for, I don't know, like almost 20 years. And They still aren't. Let me reassure you. They're not. No, that's but, sad. But, but it's, it's kind of the same thing. It's like you show up and then your, your team either has talent, has what it takes to win, or – you know, it's not the timing isn't right and guys need a couple more years to get seasoned. And it's like, but I've always been a pretty good judge of talent. And and when I went to that clubhouse in Pittsburgh, I was like, man, we have a freaking really good team. Like our bullpen's amazing. Our starters are are, are good enough. Um, and then we had like this mix of like young, you know, a, a few veterans in there sprinkled in with some, some, some young talent, All, a lot of guys that came up together. So it was like that, that camaraderie like in the in the clubhouse like guys cared about each other and they really wanted to win so what was missing then? and then i went to toronto russ (laughs) yeah it wasn't all these years i mean that's like the the thing is when you see guys like that like when you go through the yankees guy i've known russ as a baby a little kid and russ we talked a little bit earlier with uh but Carl said, hey, what's the difference with confidence? And you, you can fake it, whatever. But I think, Russ, it's amazing what you've done from the beginning to now. To now, I mean, Not now, but the last couple of years when we played. You're, you're a young buck. You get young kids trying to impress everybody. Now you're like, you, know, you became a leader. And what you've learned from these guys, like, how do you go in the Yankee clubhouse? And then you're like, okay, you're not, you're not the big guy. You're, not, you're, just, you're just Russell Martin that's coming from wherever. And you have these guys are superstars, super athletes, super great, like guys are gods. And you go into Pittsburgh, and then how is like not going to Pittsburgh, but trying to lead these guys? Like, what do you tell these kids? Like, how do you? Because I know what I've done to you. I know how I talk to you guys. But like, what is a leader? Because like going to the Yankees, they expect to win. You're walking in there, you're buying into that culture. But going to a team like this, where you have to basically start over, you have to make them believe that they're good enough to win. So what's the difference? What do you talk to them? How do you teach these kids that? I mean, I, I think you gotta be, you gotta be honest. You have to be real. Right. And you have to believe like, you can't fake like, oh man, I believe in you. And I think you're like, if I don't think somebody's good, I'm not going to tell them, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> but you're not going to tell them they well, suck either. I guess, you know, <laughs> no, but like, but I've always been, I've always been like optimistic and I've always been, you know, look at the positive and try and find something positive somewhere. And, and I feel like you can, you can always do that. You know, like there's always, there's, there, you can always find a positive, you know, um, but, but luckily like the, it's just the timing of it was I, I went into the spring training and I really wasn't sure I was getting into, you know, I know the history, you know, of the, 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 the pirates going into it, it wasn't looking good. Um, but I remember there were all these, um, what do they call them? They call them, uh, the experts, like all the experts yeah. were saying that they, you know, we're going to finish last and blah, 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 blah. And I just remember saying something that was like, you know, like if it, like if all, if all the experts already know, like why are we even like like why are we even going to play this season? You know yeah. what I mean? Like they don't know, they, they they don't know, you know what I mean? And 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 coming from the Yankees, and I remember there was um, it was Melanson, and uh, he was in the bullpen and he was working on he had like four or five pitches, he was working on his changeup, 
and his changeup's ass. It's not good. <laughs> it's not a good pitch. It's not a weapon, right? And he's like, he's throwing his bullpen. He's not throwing good changeups. And like, I get up from the crouch and I, I'm walking towards him. He's like, Russ, get back there. He's like, get back over there. I'm like, dude, I'm like, hold on. I just want to say something to you. Because he was throwing these cutters and he had late action cutter on his fastball. And it reminded me of, of Mariano Rivera's cutter. So I went That's up uh, quite, a, quite the comparison, honestly. That's uh... It is. It is. He, did, he doesn't have the same command. But the action, the late action, it was similar. And I and I told him, and I was like, dude, you need to, like, just forget about the fucking changeup, man. And he's like, trust me, you have late action like Mariano on his cutter, plus he had a really snappy curveball. So, like, the combination of, like, that nice little fastball with a little cut and then the snappy curveball, like, those were his two weapons. And I kind of just helped him, like, understand, like, you know, use your weapons. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like if you're a, I don't know, if you're a UFC guy and and, and, and you're a wrestler and like, and you're fighting a guy that that's a stand-up guy, like why are you standing up the whole time? Take him down. You know, it's like it seems simple, right? But that's 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 the that was my job. It was to kind of like figure out what somebody was really good at, what their strengths were, and then it's like that chess match with the hitters of, you know. Are we attacking this guy? Are we staying away from him? Like, you know, who's on deck? And then it's just you play that cat, cat and mouse chess match, you know, throughout the whole, you know, throughout the whole game and throughout the whole season. Um, but guys need to know what they're good at. And they, they need to know what their strengths are. And sometimes they don't even know. Amen. Amen. That's like, that's the hard part. I think right now with the game going on with the data analytics, everything going on, I think they've lost the feel. And I think what you've done best, that biggest difference I've seen from Russ, a baby and Russ the last couple of years is just a grown up, a grown up about how, you know, people trusted you, Trish, because the way you talk to them and, but the way you approach it now, how, if you're a young catcher now, you have all that analytics and everything else. How would you approach this? Like the way you talk, would it change anything or no, just go a hey, trust, feel relationship, understanding of someone's you know psyche someone's stuff and understanding if they do trust it or not because it's it's it, like you said it's it is a cat and mouse game it's really all mental i'm going out there i think i got the best curveball my curveball was terrible but then how do you tell them hey, it's not terrible it's just really bad if you throw it too much and like how would it change no, <laughs> it's not terrible it just sucks <laughs> <laughs> but certain counts and i think the data helps with that but now would you change a little bit your approach and how you know pitchers meeting catchers meeting how would you do that with all that all that information we have now well it's hard to put myself in the position of being if i was a young kid now and I had all this information and all this data, I would for sure have a different outlook on, on how the game is. But because I, I, I didn't come up with all that information, I was able to, the stuff that didn't make any sense for me in game, like game time, because it's a game of adjustments. And like, you can have a plan and well, guess what? Like, apparently this guy doesn't hit sliders well, but you know, every single slider is going in the dirt or it's just, it's not a non-competitive pitch. It's like, well, you know, it's like beating your head against a wall. After a while, it's like maybe you shouldn't, you know, slam your head against the wall. Maybe we should try to do something different, you know? like I love it. In a different strategy. So it's just like they, 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 you can have a plan and you can, on paper, it can be like, we got to throw this guy, fastballs up and in and sliders down and away. Um, but to break the game down as simply as possible, it would always, for me, would be like, Let's get strike one, 
however we can as quick as possible. And then from then you have count leverage and then you keep attacking, you know, you keep attacking because what happens sometimes like, oh, this guy does not get up and in and he, he chases away. Well, any hitter 2-0 and is going to be a lot more dangerous than if he's 1-1 or 0-2. Or and, and, that's, and that's the game of baseball. Like you can have all this data all you want, but like, oh, this guy doesn't hit the ball up and you try to get strike one up in the zone and it's a tough pitch to locate up in the zone, strike one. Now you're one to know. It's like, well, that I don't like that. I'd rather you just challenge somebody right off the bat, you know, and 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 take your chances, and then have count leverage. You know what I mean? And and if not, then the guy gets a base hit or whatnot. Then you get to the next guy. You know, and, and you know, it's just you know, take three hits. Keep it, keep it simple, stupid, right? Keep it simple. How do you get outs and get outs early? That's it. Fast. Let's go. And what would help me have that kind of like that perspective was catching Greg, Greg Maddox. Yeah. He, he would go over a lineup. It would take him, it would take him three, three, four minutes, super simple, like, like mind blowing simpleness and and how we're going about it. But granted, like this guy's another guy who, who had supreme command. And I just think that's another thing that we don't talk about as much is the importance of locating pitches. Like the best, most of the best pitchers in the game really locate well and they kind of they don't give many like middle middle pitches to feast on they really just don't you know especially not in, in good counts they rather yeah. you know they rather walk you than than just give in and and, and throw like a 3-1 heater right down the middle you know but everything's about speed nowadays the only thing you hear about is how fast this guy throws and how fast the next guy coming up is going to throw also and like now wow triple digits oh my god 102 i mean hunter in Cincinnati is a good example. He's still young. I think he's only 26. You know, I mean, he throws that heater, but you know, you watch you you'll watch the stats at the end of the game, and more often than not, you know, he's got not almost as much, but you know, he left six strikeouts but four walks. You know, so he's, I mean, he finds a way to put himself in trouble, and like you said, like a Greg Maddox, just becomes like an artist. It's a painter. It's, it's beautiful yeah. to watch. It's an art. Like there's an art to catching because you want to be in sync with the pitcher and everything else. But Greg Maddox is beautiful to watch, and Russ. I, I don't know if we're at the same time together in LA, but it was. It, it's amazing to watch these guys. Like you said, paint. They're artists. They're going out there and they're really they're controlling the counts. They're controlling the hitter. And I think for the way Russell managed, that's that's where to manage the game as a as a catcher. That's kind of where the secret sauce is. I mean, it's not so much about being the, making the right pitch at the right time. It's about you know convincing yourself it's the right pitch at that time. And I think that's the commitment. <laughs> I you have. love it. With a commitment, you have to have a commitment. It's sometimes you talk about like, you know, if you think you're throwing the right pitch and you committed to that pitch, I think it makes a huge difference. I think that's why Russell was so good. He's learned. I mean, it didn't come overnight. He's a third baseman. But the way he called the games, he really went to those strengths. And that, that's, you know, that's what the biggest thing, the biggest thing I've seen. You calling pitches, it was because as a pitcher, I see that. No one sees that. No one understands what it comes to, you know, to prepare for, not just for a game, prepare for a pitcher. I mean, understanding where the pitcher goes. And you're, you're amazing. You're amazing at calling the games, the way you learn, and people want to pitch to you. And that's why you get so much good friendship as pitchers. All your guys are the, you, you, the, the guys that you caught. Jeez, your man, you're going to make me cry. It's so beautiful, oh, man. No, but it's, <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, but at the end of the day, like, you're catching and, and – if a pitcher is pitching to his catcher and they know that that guy wants to win as much as them, they're going to be okay. You know, even if they're not best friends off the field or whatever, it's like if they can trust that guy and they know that he wants to compete 
and he wants to win as much as them, they're going to be fine. But yep. if you don't have that, that's a problem. Like, but obviously you can't have that with everybody. But that's human nature. I mean, you can't just you know, every guy that threw to you couldn't be the, you know wasn't always on your Christmas list. I'm sure you know. So you got to find a way to like you know to commun communi communicate to put some your differences behind and just uh, you know for sure. But they know that like we're, we 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 both want to win, and that's all that matters. Like when you're competing, like we're not. Uh, But how do you deal with someone who shakes you off more often than not? And that's another thing. It's it's. They, I, I never really took it. I never took it personal, like because really? because well, because I, I pitch too, and and sometimes like I wish. Sometimes I wish there's guys I wish that didn't shake me off. You know, like <laughs> so, there, there so, were so those you, guys. You can play well, you like, run. <laughs> remember that one, buddy. Remember that one. Remember you. Yeah, like, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Russ knows he's got a zero ERA, right? You have a no ERA at all, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah. Big, big zero. Lo, lowest in the history of the game. Nobody has a lower ERA than I. All of fame just for that. I was watching the game. I was watching the game <laughs> recently uh, between the Tigers and, jeez, um, I forgot who, which is you know amazing. But and the whole feud was between it was it was Austin Edges was catching for the other team. People watching, please. Why am I having to blank? I'd have blank also on the French side. Austin Edges. He, uh, he's not with San yeah, Diego yeah. anymore. He was playing. Uh, now he's now he's Cleveland. Still... Thank you. All right. So it's Cleveland, Detroit. And Oss was catching for Detroit. You know, it's just he's just having to go at the umpire because he, he feels he doesn't get the same. He doesn't have the same strike zone as Edges. We, sure. I mean, we can see the whole thing. And then they yeah. go into, like, you know, pitch frame. And that's the thing I hear the most when it, whenever I read about, like, you know, the, the advanced stats and stuff. And so I'm going to play dumb. I don't have to play too hard, but, you know, what what is the secret? What is exactly, you know, pitch framing? I mean, the, the umpire is not an idiot. You know what I mean? I mean, it doesn't matter how you grab it. I mean, no. really? Does it? It makes well, a difference. I, lo I love the smirk. I love the smirk. So, so enlighten Don't answer me. that yet. Don't answer that yet. I Do you think pitch framing is overrated? No. Really? You don't think it's like you like for me, like I'm, I was going to go into the robot umpire thing. You don't think that's like the umpire. It's like, because the robot umpire well, for it, me, it, it's like it, the well, relationship, it. the relationship you got with the umpires would give you those edges, right? You would give you the benefit of doubt. That's why I think if you go in like full circle on that, that's like, I'm thinking about robot umpires. I'm like, eh, I don't know, because for me, the catcher's a relationship with the umpires is respect. Hard to be and friends with a robot, you obviously. <laughs> it's a little harder. <laughs> oh man, I that's such a trick like, for me that one's tricky because I, I think it's like the art of catching is being able to receive the ball and present it to the umpire and, yeah. and, and making those those pitches that are on the edges, like making them look like strikes. How do you do it? Just explain it to me. Just the way you position yourself. Just because I mean, obviously, if you grab, if, if you catch the ball and you just move your gloves, like I said, the guy behind you is not an idiot. You know, so, right. so, so once again, we're talking about the art of pitching. The art of catching is really just like pulling it's, off the magic trick. It's kind of like sleight of hand, right? It's like you know, there's 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 just like a, there, there's a timing of, of of catching a pitch, and if it pitches like if, if there's a let's say you take a slider and there's a righty at the plate and to the righty on the mound, and the slider is working its way outside the zone. Well, your job as a catcher is to go get it out a little bit out in front and try to bring it back before it breaks too far out in front. And some guys catch the ball, and they kind of take it with them, and then they bring it back. And that looks like a ball every time. But if you can catch it as you're bringing it up all in one motion, that makes it look more like a strike. Wow. 
Right? It's super simple. Who taught you to do that? Who, who was your best teacher for that? Um, I mean, I so John Debus was a uh, oh wow, a, way back. You remember John Debus, right? Oh, so we, yeah, we, yeah, we'd, yeah. we'd be an instructional league, and that that's like after the minor league season. There's a baseball camp, and and if you're a prospect, you get invited, and uh, it happens like in in October or whatever. And then every team has, has instru- instructional league, and my guy was John Debus, and um, and Travis Barbie was there as well. But John Debus, we would we'd have like inner squads, so it's just like games against you know our own teammates yeah. or whatnot, and they'd sit they'd set like that um, that net that they put behind or in front of second base when we're having batting practice, and and I would be sitting behind the catcher, sitting with John Debus next to me, and there would be a guy on the mound pitching, and then we'd have a game, and he would we'd be talking about hey what pitch would you call here or what would you do here and. And that's kind of how like I I got into to catching was was just sitting behind the screen, and just talking the game of baseball pitch by pitch, and then um, he would talk about receiving and he would talk he would talk a lot about the low pitch because back in the day it was like a lot of sinker like keeping the ball down was was, was at a premium, um, and there was a lot of guys who threw sinkers and, and if you could get that pitch down in the zone for them then they got like they were really really tough to hit like the Derek Lowe's and. Um, who was the guy in Arizona? Uh, Webb. Brandon, Brandon Webb, Webb, yeah. TV, like all those guys were sinker guys. And, and, and if they could get that low pitch, they were, I mean, you were going to have a hard time, you know, lifting up the ball. And, and now obviously like it's, it's changed with, you know, the way the guys swing and, you know, they're trying to like, everybody's trying to launch the ball in the air and, and the game's changed in that matter. Um, but the low pitch was, was super important. Um, you know, I, that was like one of the first things that I learned catching was trying to catch the low pitch and making it look like a strike. And the touchy thing is like if you know if if you're trying to take the the ump for a fool by overplaying it, I mean, yeah, that, that's so part of the game because it, the gags was talking about like you know having you know robot umpires, which would be the worst because I think also part of the, the charm of baseball is the human side of it. So as a catcher, you know, to to stay on the ump's good side, if you piss him off once, I'm sure you've pissed off umps when you said, "God, that's gonna be a long fucking day." I mean, there's, there's, there's arms that you never really think they're wrong. And, and I had a hard time with those guys. Um, and then there's guys who, who, you know, who are human and, and, you know, they know they mess up and they're like, they'll ask like, Hey, can you go take a look at that for me? And, and, and so, you know, they, they know. They'll, they'll, would they tell to... you, would they tell you right away or would they tell you like between innings or whatever? Cause as a pitcher, I want to know right now, did you mess up? Maybe you owe me one. You know what I mean? Like, would they tell right. you right away? Do they say out loud? I owe you one. Have you ever, they, they would never, they would never say that. Not out they, loud. They, to, <laughs> I don't know. Just asking, you know, they're trying to make the right call. And, and I always felt like there should be kind of like that. Uh, you know, like if I make another pitch that's close, like you should give it to me. Like I've always thought that that should be a thing. Yeah. Um, maybe you guys did it like inadvertent, like, you know, non-consciously, like, you know, maybe it was like subconscious, but, uh, um, I think what they, they try to make the right call every time. And it's just, you know, it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. It's just like, it's, it's tough, tough to make yeah. the right call. If the catcher doesn't catch it properly. And it's as tough as if he catches it really well, like it's tricky. It's, it's, Guys are throwing hard now, and the ball's moving, and it's it's you know that those those umpires aren't twenty five years old either. Sometimes they're getting a little older. Uh-huh. A guy like Joe West, how was he? Did you have a good relationship with him? Because he's a he's a trip. I played golf with him. He was playing golf with cowboy boots and cleats on, buddy. That's a no way. 
Yeah, man, if I play boy. golf with you guys, that's how I want to be oh, dressed, man. Gosh. I want cowboy boots with cleats on them. West, and you man. can you can get anything by him. He was mean too. He's just I like think, I never had a relationship with any umpires, but I wonder like what was your relationship with this guy? I think I think Joe West thought people went to the baseball game to watch him umpire. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. When he put on a show, there would like at oh, every yeah. every game like that I seen Joe West at one point. He's calling time and he's like looking at a baseball or like he's doing something and he's like, but he, he kind of had that persona, you know, and, it, and he, uh, you know, if, 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 yeah, if you look up umpire in the dictionary, Joe West would he, probably have a he would challenge He would challenge you to show him up. I mean, he really would. He wouldn't make a call just knowing, hey, that's a borderline. I'm not going to get you. Are you what are you going to do? What are you going to do? If you show emotion, he'll throw you out. I mean, he was yeah. looking for that. He was, <laughs> I yeah. guess he, after he, 45 he years Oh yeah, he's a great cowboy. We know what we should do. I think he has a CD. He has like a. Yeah, he has a he no way. Yes. Yes. He plays yeah. a lot of pro am golf too. I mean, he he's actually a good dude. It, it's just like we hate him because he calls balls all the time. I don't like it. I want strikes <laughs> all the time. But he's actually a great guy. I mean, he's a, he's an interesting character to say the least. But you need yeah, those he, guys. I mean, you need those guys part of the game. That's why I like the robot umpire. And you know, yeah. I think. You know, the pitching frame, the pitch framing, I, th- I don't think it's overrated, but I think that a guy, a good artist, a good receiver, like you said, a receiver is the best thing. You're, you're, not, you're not catching the ball. You're receiving, you're presenting into the umpire, and basically you angle yourself a certain way for you to show him, like, hey, this is give him a little view of the ball. And that's, you know, I think it's pretty insane. But, yeah, they I'm need thinking, to be targeted. I'm thinking of the, the fan perspective. Let's say, let's just say from here on out we have electronic strike zones, what happens to like the fans having an opinion of the the pitch? Or... Oh, they're gonna boo. They're gonna boo robots anyway. They're gonna find a way. But I know what you mean. It's like, I know. I'm, but yeah, they're gonna. They're, you're gonna. You're gonna boo the. You know, like. But know. you know the worst part is, is they what they want to do is like they want to use the robot umpire, but keep the real umpire, the real umpires on the field. So now the umps di- are becoming muppets. How insulting is that, man? I don't disagree with using the technology, but just give the players, like let's say the catcher and the hitter, they can just ask, okay, I got two, I don't know, I got a two or three of games I can ask, is that good or not? If you're not, you, low, you lose it, just like a replay, but just let the players like do that. Exactly. Just all the replay should be done by the players. No managers. It should be the guy that does defensive play or the offensive play and let them ask for a replay. The guy that's in the first inning thinks he got a double, thinks he's safe, he goes all crazy, he's out by a mile. Just he doesn't know that. Let them call it, and then let's see. Then you can have some good players. I think you can use the technology in the right way, and let the players kind of almost like police it. Yeah, in a but you way. know what? Human error. Human error is going to be part of life. That's what yes, I say. Yeah, you exactly. know, so and, and yeah. that's part of the charm of the game. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you you, you don't want crucial calls. Like I forgot the name of the umpire. Who um, do you remember that that the, the pitcher for the Tigers? He didn't play for that long, oh, but he had, yeah. he had, he had like a no a perfect game. Perfect game. On. Exactly. Joyce. And the, Jim Joyce. Exactly, Joyce, Jim Joyce. Right, yeah. And see, we remember the ump. We don't remember wow. the uh, the the pitcher. Do you remember the pitcher? Galarraga. Or... Galarraga, yeah. Galarraga, is it? Not the big cat, Galarraga, yeah. See, in that case, going to replay for something that was obviously like, you know, a, 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 a 
one of the biggest mistakes ever. I mean, poor Ump. The next day, we saw him crying and stuff, and just you know, I can see. But those close but calls sometimes we wouldn't I, be talking about it. We wouldn't be talking about it now. So it's like it's it's kind of reversed the whole thing. Like the, you're making a point for not to be in it. I think because you, you wouldn't be talking about it. And even Galarraga, the guy, I think yeah, as a player, you understand they all try their best. I mean, there is showboat. There is some showboating in all aspect. A guy that hit a home run, he's never had a home run. He showboats. Same thing. And umpires are all human beings. They're all like, but I, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't change mm-hmm. that just because of that one. I get it. You want to get it right, but there's a cost and there's a, you know, there's a storytelling yeah. part that you don't have. Your opinion, Russell. Yeah, you, you have to make a decision that... now. Umps or humans? I mean, I can come in. robots or humans? If you had to choose. I like the umpires. I actually, I actually miss, I miss the managers running out to argue at first base about a call. <laughs> Like I'm, I miss that stuff. Now it's yeah. just like, it's like, hold on a second. Let, let's let's let our video guy oh. review. Oh, I don't like it. Okay, no, okay, let's go. Let's keep it going. Oh man, yeah. I just love like a good like. That's like three freaking times you've missed a call. Like you know what I mean? Like you're terrible. Like you know, and then you get your you get your team fi- fired up, mm-hmm. and then uh, I don't know. I, I kind of missed. I'm old school like that, but um, I, I like the challenges. You know, I, I, challenge is good, um, but robots. It's oh, man. Uh, it could be bad. Like it, it means that the catcher really yeah. you don't need to receive anymore as a catcher. Like the game could be tough. I don't. There's nothing that I can't. I can't stand more than watching a game and watching a guy who's not receiving properly. It just. I, I turn the channel. I can't even. Really? Watch. That's your yeah. horror movie. I can't. But like we talked about hedges, he's one of the best. Like when he's catching, oof, it's fun to watch. Like he he makes everything look like a strike. So. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to watch it more carefully next time for sure, man. Hey, before we let you go, we don't know. And if, they, well, wait, before the, if they get rid of that, the catchers, there are going to be no more managers in the big leagues. I mean, the best managers are catchers. So you're going to get rid of that. You're going to have no more managers. <laughs> it's going to be hard. His managers are, they're all catchers. So I think he can't do that. They can't do it. Yeah. But I'm going to, I was going to say before we let you go with the, um, okay, now we know, we know Ross, the golfer. God, man, I wish we had like another hour. You know you're coming back to the show, so anyway. And, yeah, uh, of course. And um, but I'll crash the party, even if I'm not. Oh invited. man, I love it exactly. <laughs> like that manager coming, you know, out of the dugout towards the first base, man. Surprises exactly. like that. You're the unofficial third host. Exactly. <laughs> when uh, when are we going to see? You didn't see, know that. Uh, now you know. No, you know. We're announcing it to you right now. When when are we going to see base, uh, Ross Martin, uh, the baseball coach? Oof. Good question. Because mm. um, your passion of the game is transparent. Uh, you, you know, everything you've said to me, I've just, you know, swallowed. Like, I'm not even a player, and you know, I just want to go on the field and play and, and apply what you just taught me, and I'm 53 years old, you know? I mean, you've got that <laughs> in you. It's going to come out at some point in your life, for sure. I, it's, um, you know, probably, like, in a couple of years. The thing is, it's you got to stay involved. Cause it's, it's changing so quickly. Like even myself, like there's, I'd have to go back and, 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 and spend like a couple months and, and, and see what's new and, and like, you know, what, what data they're using and, and, and all that kind of stuff. But um, I, I definitely feel like I've acquired a lot of knowledge over the years and I could definitely transfer that down to, to the next generation. But for now it's, it's, you know, dad Russ at home with the three young daughters and, and probably like going to be at home for the next few years. But, after they grow up a little bit and they start getting a little busier, yeah, 
it's in, in the golf game starts to like kind of just plateau yeah when you get tired <laughs> you of <know>? playing 70 <laughs> right when i get tired of playing 70 and i can't you know i can't play better yeah oh, man, i can't wait for but that to day. take your time anyway you got three daughters man so uh, as of you know by by experience i can tell at one point the kids will actually just ask you to leave the house you know so that's when you'll be free to go coaching it's like hey ross it was so great talking to you we'll speak again uh, for sure uh, man, happy golfing, happy neighboring with Mr. Gagne, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for you for you move. I'm ready. I'm ready for you move. When am I moving? Dude, I might, I'll, I'll be, sit, I'll be sitting right next to you. Yeah, you need to make a spot for me over there where you're oh, at. I got a chair right here. You don't see it, but there's a chair right here. I can confirm that I was at his house a couple of weeks ago. He's actually shining. A, it's, it's kind of a shrine. It's a rush shrine every day. He's like, it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like a genie bottle. He's like, you know, like, he rubs it open. Your ass is going to appear on the chair. So, take care, Ross. We'll talk to you soon. All right, boys. Thanks, Thanks for bro. having me. Appreciate it. Peace. See you, buddy. All righty. Man, that was amazing. Now it's time for the relief. This segment is brought to you by uh, our uh, our sponsor, our, our, our yeah, our first and only. I should mention. By the way, I'm just like I want to mention we haven't ta- we haven't talked about it so far. But uh, for those who watched the first podcast, obviously the decor has changed a bit. Um, from Max Lapierre actually took it in charge. I think uh, I think uh, on his free time, Max watches a lot of HG, HGTV. Take some nonsense. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I think they're trying to get Molson's attention as a sponsor for a podcast. So anyway, I was going to say, actually, I, I forgot to talk about it on the uh, on the French podcast because I know it looks pretty bad because it's roughed up. I dropped it a couple times and I moved, but it's a bobblehead. It's a Cole Hamels bobblehead. Did you play against him? No, you guys made. I play, yeah, I played against him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played with against him, yeah. and he's a great guy. I want to know if I if I, if I if I open the box. Do I lose value on the bubble head? Yes. Don't open the box. Don't do open the box. Do not touch that. Whatever you do, don't open any boxes. All right. Because it looks like, okay, fine. I won't. shows on TV? God, just like the toys. You don't open the toys either. Okay. <laughs> Come on, man. I you promise. should know better. No, but I know, but it looks pretty beat up, man. Fan. It's like, it's, it's just, I'm just nope, saying. Don't touch it. All right. Don't fine. All right. Um, actually, uh, so anyway, for uh, our sponsor, um, <laughs> Academy Baseball Canada. I guess I can say it in both in French and English, but Baseball Canada is a sponsor, which is, uh, man, pretty flattering. I had a chance to uh, go in Arizona and spend some time with you, but also with the, the young kids playing ball. They got me involved in a couple games. Uh, I was one for two, I must say. Actually, no, I was one for – no, I was 0 for one and with a walk. So 0 anyway, for one. Yeah, exactly. You got on base once. Y- yeah. That's not one for two. You got no, on base I know. I just – I gave you a free pass. I know. I just, felt bad. I just I, – I, I corrected myself. Oh. I was just like, you know, so I, I got a walk and a gra- – a grounder to a third base. It was actually to the pitcher, but in my mind, it made it all the way through. Oh, my God, here we go. Yes. Can you can we make the sponsor more clear? Hey, come on, tell me. I still, I, got, I still got some swagger, man. Come on. I look, I could still be playing, even though I never did. You know, I, I did, but you know never what I mean? Never thought about so, a modeling modeling career? No. Ever? It's funny. Look, look, no, this, this picture is called the art of of hiding your 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 gut basically. So look look, look. it's a good thing that got no do, belt. The no belt look looks really No, they they, they gave me everything but a belt. I don't have a belt, man. That's the only thing. Anybody mentioned where's your belt? I don't have a belt. Well, where's your belt? They didn't give me a belt, man. And so next I I want to earn my belt. 
Next, uh, next training hey, camp. They're saving it. They're saving it for improvement on Center Stash Field. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. For those, you have to watch the Friendship Podcast to get inside of Center Stash Field. But it's the fundraiser. It's the fundraiser. Actually, I'll, I'll become. A, I'll, I'll start again. I'll try to make the belt famous, sell it off, and with the money, the profits we make will improve Center Stash's baseball field. Um, actually, buddy, I'm going to give you an option of because uh, we have two options for the segment. Either we're going to play something. I mean, we'll do, we'll get around to do it at one point. But um, uh, where's my sheet? There we go. Either we can play uh, keep. Or, or you call it keeper dump, but the ten guys were already mentioned as uh, potential um, trade bait or you know acquisitions for teams in the, in the running independent. Well, not dependent yet. We're in May. You know? are we or already, are we already there? Are we doing keeper dump already? Yeah. Or we can do new rules. I'm giving you the whatever. option. I'm ready. You call it. You tell me. I'm I'm, I'm going to say new rules because I know you have a lot to say about it. I'm going to say something. All right. I. All right. I mean, obviously, you know, I I love the game incredibly. Um, for the last five, six, or seven years, actually, you know what I do? Because whenever I'll write, you know, I'll write some jokes or whatever. Like whenever I'm working in the summertime, I'll put a baseball game on because I love the sound of it. Like it's it's hard to write if you're watching a hockey game. There's too much like ha, who ha. You know what I mean? There's the, the, the slow rhythm of of baseball is fun to write on. So I w- I would have fun just you know, it, it would inspire me. Just have it in the background. And also, I realized, because those games took forever. Since they changed the rules, I find myself, you know, to watch the beginning of the game and just say, okay, if, and, you know, after the next inning, I'll just go in and write some more and write some. And next thing I know, it's the ninth inning because the game is so fast now, it's captivating. Uh, bravo, Major League Baseball. The only thing is I think you're 10 years too late. And Michael Wilbont, who is one of my favorite sportscasters, uh, journalist sportscaster that we can you can watch on PTI made the point of like the idea of shortening the games is to like you know get the 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 the, the young audience to watch the games but you know if you're under 25 and it's more than 20, 20 seconds you have no time for it in your life so but you know what if they had made the move 10 15 years ago maybe they could have solved you know they could have salvaged the attention of a of a younger generation I think they just waited too long what do you think because I mean the, the games oh. have been long forever. Yeah, I mean, I think it change, it's a fast change. I don't like the clock there. I think it's... it's. What is the basis for the change? How can you like the clock? No, I don't like the clock being seeing the clock. It makes okay. me nervous. It makes me anxious. It's the only game without a clock on. I understand he needs to speed it up. I totally get that. I mean, I'm not against the clock. I'm against seeing it. Okay. I would give it the umpire. Give it the umpire. I have a timer. I've seen a, caller, a high school game. My son was playing a high school game. They have the pitch clock. They don't. They, you don't see it in the outfield because obviously they don't have any money to do it. But I think what it does, it changes a little bit like the approach. You see guys like start doing tricky things, like tricky weird stuff on the mound. Guys calling timeouts and stuff. If the clock is not there, that you don't see it, you don't have that stuff. I think you can still have the clock. I'm probably say, hey, you're warning and stuff. So at least it stays inside. We can because now you're gonna have like. Yeah, if okay, you don't see it, how you, much? Uh, how, are you, how are you gonna know how much time you have left? It doesn't matter. What do you mean? Does it doesn't matter. It's if, if pace I... of play. It's not about the time. It's about pace of play. All the only reason why they're doing this is so the games are not four and a half hours. Yeah. It's not about gambling. How many times they're gonna, you know, beat the clock, or how many times they're gonna be a, a foul called on the clock. I mean, now you can probably bet on that now, which I don't uh, like. Well, I'm it. Sure. I don't like it because I think the integrity of the game is not made to speed up play. I understand there's a lot of downtime. I understand the new generation of kids are very, very. Uh, you know, their attention span is a little different. They're a lot more, they need more information. They need a lot more things going on during the game. It's, it's, it is kind of a slow thinking man's game. Yeah, but, the, but wait a second. I'm going to stop you right there. I mean, because 
you know, games used to be two and a half hours long. I mean, like yeah, the last couple of years. I understand. understand. The reason why the reason why they're so because they throw balls and they throw the ball up. They're always behind the count. So bring their strike zone down. Start calling strike strikes, and that's it. Don't Not call just the pitch that, up. man. You would have guys who would step out of the box, you know, betting glove, betting glove. There's a rule. Shoe, There's already shoe, a rule. Duck, duck, duck. There's, You're betting 206. It's not working. Whatever little There you know, is already ceremony. a rule in place right now that they're not to be stepped out of the box. Exactly. But that was killed. that's what enforced. killed the game before. It's not enforced. It's not enforced. Now you're going to put a clock and you're just changing it. I don't like it. I don't like it to be seen. I like that there's a clock say, hey, let's go let's pick it up a little bit. I understand that. I totally get that. I just don't like to see the clock in the outfield. Okay. It, it, I don't like it. I just want I to make, I just make it just changes the integrity of the game. Okay. But I, don't, I just want to be clear. I just want to be clear on something. If I get this right, you just don't want to see the clock. Because you haven't made the point clear enough. I just want to make sure for people. (laughs) (laughs) You want to guess it. Hey, but here's here's the question. Who do you think it was toughest for as far as adjustment? Because, I mean, you you can – the easy answer would be pitchers, you know, because, I mean – you know, you, the, the hitters, you know, had to like, you know, adjust to like coming back to the box earlier or, or not leave the box or like be ready and whatever, you know. But I mean, like Ross was saying, like when you're a pitcher, you know, pitching is all about repeating your delivery. If you're being, if you're being hurried, yeah, that can also yeah, alter your, uh, your delivery. Yeah, but there's some guys that need to speed up. I mean, I, I totally get that. Those guys are rain delays. I mean, human rain delays on the mound. I'm like, come on, go get on the mound, throw, you know, if you want to suck, suck fast. There we go. Let's go. And the thing is, you know, they don't like you talked about location, location, location. The, the guys don't throw strikes anymore. The guys don't, you know, they don't, they're not around the zone as much. There's a lot of walks. There's a lot less action. The reason why they made those changes is not to, you know, it's, it's, it's just because they're reactionary. To the, the game is boring. Yeah. There's no contact. But, there's I'm, no, but I'm asking I like again. Changes. Who do you think it was toughest for to adjust, the pitchers or hitters? Both. It all depends on like hitters. There's some hitters that are really used to, you know, we're all OCD. We're all do the same thing over and over and over. And if your routine is to think about visualizing, make sure you step in the box, think about the next pitch, think about one or two, three pitch ahead, same thing with pitchers. We visualize every pitch. We're supposed to be visualizing every single pitch before we throw it. Same thing as a hitter. He's visualizing, he's guessing a pitch. Now you're missing the whole part of the inside game of baseball is basically kind of like, all right, I'm trying to guess what you're guessing. And the cat and mouse game, you're missing that a little bit and you're speeding that up. So I'm not saying don't speed it up. I'm just saying you don't need to be so obvious to trying to speed it up. Let the umpires kind of, like, hey, there's a clock here. We like, if you want to call your violation and it's going to be a ball or a strike. So let's get yeah. moving. But just make sure of one way, thing. Do not show that clock or put it anywhere where people can see it because it bothers. I just want to see it. Guys. Hey, it's time for the closer. Come on. <laughs> Actually, I, w- I want to bring up something that we wanted to talk about on the French podcast that we actually didn't. We talked about it, you and I, uh, when it came uh, with uh, Max Scherzer, what, about a month ago? Mm-hmm. It happened again this week. Domingo Hachman caught for mm-hmm. a sticky substance. And I love the explanation. You know, I mean, guys usually try to run away or find something. Fit. I don't know. But I like his explanation was like, at some point, they were actually encouraging him to use resin more often because, you know, to get, uh, he's supposed to have like some kind of like minimum. Not not minimum sickness. What would you call it? I mean, help me out here. Get a picture. I don't know what you call that anymore. I mean, I'm not sure what the rule is. I'm not even understanding. Hey, this is too tacky, too sticky. Like, there's tacky, there's sticky, there's this and that. There, there needs to be a. First of all, the ball changes. The balls are different. They're a in a hard. good way or in a bad way. 
in a bad way and not a, in not a good way. Not, I, I'm talking about control wise. It's yeah. hard. The, the balls are a lot harder, a lot more slick. So if you want guys, I, and I, um, I mean, I don't know if you've noticed a lot of guys, how many guys are getting hit in the face now? I mean, you saw Justin Turner get in the, yeah. in the mouth. Well, we can't say, hit yeah, head. but it's not like it's, it, it happens every year, sadly, of course. You know, but- I feel like I, I've never seen that much. And I've played baseball a little bit in my days. And I've never seen as much guys getting hit in the face. I've never seen guys in me and more wild. Of course, I understand it's all about velo. They're trying to throw as hard as they can. Location is not as a, you know, it's not valued as much anymore. But it goes both ways. If you change the ball, if there's no text, there's no uh, no great grip on it, it slides out. You know, for me, it's safety of the players. You want the safety. Even the hitters say, "I don't mind if he puts something. I just don't want the ball in my face." That I understand as well. I mean, it's not. It's never comfortable. But at the same time, like, why would you not be able to use something in Colorado where the hair is super super dry? You have no grip. The ball goes all over, and then you can't use. You know, well, gum. What were you say? The level of resin that you can use should be different from like you know stadium to stadium, or for weather conditions, no, or no, like. No, they uh, should just be like in Japan. There's there's tackiness in balls. They could put tackiness on the balls as much as they want. The, no, I'm just saying the league could. The okay. league could change the leather on the ball, but the problem is it's not going to go as far. They're not going to be as many home runs. Not going to be as exciting. Yeah. So which one? So you got to pick your poison. So I think for me, it comes down to safety of players. You want to keep your players safe. You want to keep your players on the field. You want to make sure that they're the best athletes in the world. Don't get hurt. So you're trying to dim damage control. You want to make sure that the guys throwing strikes and they have a control of the ball. That's it. Just comes down to control of the ball. And I think if you tell it that way, tell the hitters the same thing. It's not about, you know. It's not about trying to get you out. It's about controlling the ball. But the problem is, if you're looking at fastballs now, fastballs are down 20, 25%. It's all that it's valued on spin rate and curveballs. There's a lot more breaking ball. So to have a good breaking ball, you have a consistent grip. And it's almost impossible to have the same grip on the same pitch with different, different balls. It's totally different. So I think there's a huge high value on breaking balls now. There's a lot less value on fastballs. There's a lot more breaking balls are trying to yeah, throw. Yeah, fastballs so are actually down 25% this year, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, so I, so. Think that, I think that has a lot to do with the new data, the data they use it because they say, you know, they say more breaking ball, less contact, less contact, more outs, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But it goes back to what we talked about with Carl a little bit. I mean, the, you know, the contact, making contact, the sinker ballers like a Derek Lowe or the Brendan Webbs of the world, those guys were, you know, we talk about pitch frame, the ball down in the, down, down in the zone. I think that's where they need to go back. It's cyclical. I think you need to figure out, hey, the tackiness has to be the same on the balls. They need to be a little more tacky. And what is the substance that everybody agrees with? So it's player safety part. Plus, I mean, I know as a pitcher, you know, if you like, if you're going that way, if you're heading that direction, you know, you're kind of playing with fire, you know. So how how does what does the mindset become? Like, you know, I'll do it my way till I get caught. Yeah, but remember, those kids have been uh, they've been using this for a long time. I mean, you're talking about kids that have been only worry about spin rate and uh, ver- vertical move, vertical movement, and that's you know that's prime. That's what that's how you get judged when you're a kid. That's how you get drafted on spin rate and all that stuff. So how do you say, oh, now it doesn't count anymore? What the whole time you've learned, your whole life as a young kid. I mean, you know, you've learned how to spin the ball. That's all you did, and you did it with a tacky, your tackiness. I never use it because I threw changeup, and I didn't like it. I would use gum. You use gum a little bit. You use mean, maybe your own like gum. Yeah, you just your own gum. You go to your mouth, and then it gets a little sticky, and you can throw your curveball. I only did it on curveball. Change up, you couldn't do it because if it sticks to your fastball? hand, it just goes straight to the ground. Fastball, I never needed. It was forcing. But if you're a sinker baller, I mean, guys, there's people that would use Abilene. Abilene is like a little Vaseline they would put on the side here or there. makes the ball move more. There's a lot of things. I mean, you could use a, 
I mean, you can use rosin. Actually, if you can use just like regular sunscreen and you start sweating and you use it, you put the rosin, the ball will stay in your fingers. You know, that's funny because, I mean, the, the whole the, the, this last segment was about, you know, I mean, the Hechman. Domingo getting caught and, you know, what the rules should be and with the interpretation and basically becoming class on how to cheat. Yeah, you pretty much just gave about the young kids 10 different ways to get stuck. No, but I'm saying, like, don't use rosin. <laughs> Do not use rosin. It's black yeah. on your legs. I mean, it's, it's a little bit obvious, but I'm exactly. saying like, they need to have someone that actually throws a baseball, make the rule, and then actually a hitter. Let the players deal with it. Don't have people that have never thrown a baseball comment on make rules on this it doesn't make any sense to me that's why i'm saying like it's there's got to be something when i throw the baseball i want to control the baseball and i'm pretty sure the hitter likes that when i can do that not go to his head or go down away i think it's consistency in the ball they just need to find a consistent in japan they use that they use a little tackiness on the ball which is a lot better i've tried those there it's night and day and then say you know what we have zero tolerance on nothing sticky except the rosin and your sweat and maybe your sunscreen that's it and the gum Word spoken by Commissioner Ganyi, man. Hey, what a great show we had, man. What, what? I would have taken, I would have talked to Ross for two more hours, man. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. We did a little bit better, huh? The first one is a little choppy. Well, At least we got the sound right. I was going to say, when we did better. It wasn't hard to beat, man. Last time your mic was off. <laughs> That's it. You know, it's kind of fun. <laughs> when, when you have a podcast, when you're two people hosting a podcast and the, the, the second one can actually be heard when he talks, it's you a huge improvement. Exactly. So, man, but, but uh, hey, thanks for, uh, you guys, thanks for watching. Next show will be uh, June 5th. Yeah, usually we're on on uh, on the uh, on Mondays, but uh, I have to be out of town, so uh, it'll be on Sunday night. Anyway, Sunday night baseball is always great, so we can actually even talk about the game that that that'll, that'll be on that night. So uh, thanks for watching. Uh, once again, let's uh, remind you of our uh, of the uh, social uh, networks that you can actually follow us. Uh, eventually, uh, we uh, we promise as of this week we'll be pretty active on everything that you've seen. Thanks to uh, my friend uh, Eric. Gags, uh, thanks for uh, La Poche Bleu to produce the show. And, uh, you know, thanks, Simon, Vicky, Louis-Philippe, Julia, you know, the whole team behind us. Uh, that's exactly what you need uh, to, to, to uh, get us ready, a whole team. Take care, folks. Let's talk soon. Thank oh, no, I was, oh, no, 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 the, the, the catchy phrase. And oh. on this note, we say... Game over. Exactly. <laughs> we didn't fucking rehearse that. Man. We got right, we'll we, that, that was it. pathetic. Well, yeah, we'll get show it. Show number two. Show number two. Yeah, we'll, exactly. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. rehearse next time. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, folks. Game over.